Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Welcome members, partners, covenant friends. What a joy to bring to you the Word of God again. I look forward to these sessions, but I'm going to say right off from the beginning, streaming is good, but man, I'm missing y'all guys, me and Joyce. Uh, and I know y'all missing us, praise God, hallelujah. But we got to do the next best thing, which is live streaming until their restrictions are relaxed as far as the number of people that can be in the building. Hopefully, changes will come this month, definitely by the end of June or in June, and we will keep you posted by automated call and also by streaming as far as the progress and when we're able to uh, change uh, our way of receiving word, but up until then, thank God for live streaming. We love you, and we appreciate you, praise God, and me and Joyce pray for you daily, you and your children, for your safety and your well-being and your prosperity in Jesus' name. I have a wonderful message for you today, how to pray effectively, how to pray effectively. If you remember before the pandemic came and started, I was teaching on prayer, and then the Holy Spirit began to uh, take me down another direction. And there are some things we want to go back and pick up. I think prayer is so very important, particularly in this time and day uh, when we need to know how to get a hold to God for ourselves and how to bring the power of God from heaven down to earth. That's what prayer actually does. It connects God's power, amen, from heaven and earth. We connect and we bring that power down. Jesus said, that we ought to pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer is how we bring the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. There's no coronavirus in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. There's no jobs layoffs in heaven. There's no repossessed homes in heaven. There's no sickness and disease in heaven where thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And prayer is the, is the connector between heaven and earth, you and I. God does nothing in the earth except we first pray. So I want to teach you how to pray effectively, praise God. Amen. Let's look at St. John's Gospel, chapter 16, and let's look at verse 23 and 24. St. John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 23 and 24. These are the words of Jesus. And I want to go ahead and preface when he says in this day, he was talking about in the day that he would go away and the Holy Spirit would come. While Jesus was on the earth, his disciples walked with him. They talked with him. Uh, if they had a question, they would come to Jesus and ask him about the parable. If they had uh, another question, they would go to Jesus in the boat or the Sermon on the Mount or around the shore of Galilee. He was right there with them. But there came a day Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm going to pray to Father. He's going to send you another confidant that was the Holy Ghost. So with that said, let's look at verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 23. And in that day, now we know what day he's talking about. He says, and in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Now, there are some words we need to pay close attention to. When you see verily, verily, we verily, verily, verily. Listen, Jesus, verily, verily means truly.
truthfully. I'm telling you the truth. Anytime Jesus prefaced anything with I'm telling you the truth, you're about to hear something I mean, that is absolutely astounding. This is a, an astounding statement. He said, truly, truly, I say unto you, he says, in that day you will ask me nothing, but whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hither unto, that's another one of those cute words that just means up until now. Up until now, you have asked nothing in my name. He said, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Glory be to God. That's one of the signs of answered prayer. If you really believe when you pray in faith in the name of Jesus that you receive, your joy will be full. Hallelujah. Before manifestation shows up. Why? I prayed in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, whatsoever well, ask the Father in my name, he will do it. Hallelujah. So I'm not going to wait until the money come in or my child change or whatever I prayed about. I'm going to begin to count it all joy because I know I just prayed in the name of Jesus. And God has heard and answered my prayer. That's the sign of faith. It's joy. When you got joy behind it, before, when you're feeling bad in your body, you believe you receive your healing, praise God. I, I'm going to start praising God even in the midst of the pain, even with the symptoms on my body. Why? Because I prayed in the name of Jesus according to God's word. That's what prayer is. Prayer is just simple. We're talking about how to pray effectively. It's saying back to God what God has already said to us. That's why you're going to have an ineffective prayer life if you don't read the word of God. Hallelujah, because that's what prayer is. God said in 1 Peter 2, 24, by whom own selves his stripes ye were healed. So I take what God said in the word of God and say, Father, you said in 1 Peter 2, 24, that by your stripes I were healed. So in the name of Jesus, I rebuke symptoms of sickness and disease, pain I commanded to go, and I believe I received the healing that you paid for by those stripes. In Jesus' name, amen. I just did what we just Read right there. I prayed to the Father in the name of Jesus. Now, if you really believe it, your joy changed right there at that point. You start praising God. You don't go feeling and seeing, is it still there? Where's the pain? It doesn't matter. The name of Jesus worked. So you can see already one of the problems why people don't pray effectively, they don't put faith in the name of Jesus. We take the name of Jesus for granted here. He said, What's up? You ask the Father. In my name. He said up until now. Up until that point. He said you've asked nothing in my name. Why would they? He was right there walking with them at the shores of Galilee. He was on the boat when they went across the lake together. He was there on the mountainside while he was preaching the sermon on the mount. Amen. But he said what's going to happen when I go away back to my father. Hallelujah. You will ask in my name and my name will replace me in the flesh. That is so powerful. Whatever you ask the Father in my name. My name can do the same thing I could do in the flesh. Now that's one problem with the body of Christ. Satan has deluded and hid and watered down the power of the name of Jesus. That was the number one weapon that Jesus left before he went back to his father. Matter of fact, in Mark's gospel, chapter six, uh, 15, uh, 16, he began to tell us, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature in these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, this is right before he ascended. In my name. See, he left the name. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name, they shall cast out devil. What is he doing? He's telling them, hey, you don't ask nothing 
mean anything. My name can do what I can do. When you lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus, it'll be just like I'm laying hands on the sick. Praise God. When you speak and pray in the name of Jesus, it'll be like me praying in the name of Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? That's one thing that we need to understand. So simple, but if you're going to pray effectively, you need to understand we don't pray for Christ's sake. We pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. To the Father. And the truth is, when you're praying and you're believing for finances or you're believing for healing, Christ don't need to be healed. He's already healed. You do. Christ don't need rent money. Christ don't need mortgage payment. You do. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. He said, whatever you ask. That's why he said, verily, verily. The truth is, a lot of people don't pray is because they're afraid of disappointment. Because either they are praying ineffectively or they don't know how to pray. Jesus said you have not because you ask not. That's the reason a lot of people don't. And the reason a lot of people don't ask because they well, you know, last time I asked, that didn't happen. And, and last time I prayed for that, that didn't. So I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. Well, what you're saying, you don't believe God. Jesus is a lie. That's why he was talking to you and saying, verily, verily, I'm not lying to you. Whatsoever you ask the Father, in my name, he will give it you, praise God. So prayer works for those who work it and put faith in the name of Jesus. That's the number one weapon that, that Jesus left with the church was his name. And the early church understood it. When, 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 when Peter and John was going in Acts, the third chapter, into the temple of prayer, the Bible says that they saw a man laying there from his mother's womb. And they, wait a minute, what was the last thing Jesus told us? Didn't he say something about the name? In my name, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And the man was asking arms, expecting to receive something. The Bible says, Peter looked at him and said, fasten your eyes on us. He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. See, he knew what he had. Give I thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And I can see it. the man eventually lives, got stronger. He had never walked, but immediately the power of God hit those ankle bones. And he went leaping across the, leaping the Bible says, and, and went into the temple praising God. See, they understood the name. But the modern church... The, 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 the new millennium church, Satan has watered down the power of prayer. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus is the key. Look at this in Amplified. I want you to look at this scripture in Amplified. And when that time shall come, we know what he said. I'm going to go away. Holy Spirit will come. He'll be in you. Father be in you. You speak the name, he'll do the work. You will not ask me. Nothing. Or you won't ask nothing of me. You will need to ask me no questions. I assure you, most thought, see, he said, I'm not lying. I tell you that my father will grant you whatsoever you ask in my name, capital N. Now watch this. As for in all that I am, big I, big I am, the great I am. What is it you need? He said, look, it's not about what you have. It's not about who you are. It's who I am. It's what I possess. Hallelujah. It's about my resources, not about your bank account. It's about my power, not about your might. Hallelujah. So the name of Jesus represents all that he is. How he's Lord. 
He's resurrected, defeated the devil, took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, defeated him, bruised his head, praise God, took those keys and gave to you and I and prayer is one of those keys and said, whatever you bind, that's a form of prayer. All earth shall be bound in heaven. Why? It'll be just like Jesus in the flesh presented all that he is. That's why he said the name God, when you say in the name of Jesus, God ain't looking at you. It's like when you say it in faith, hallelujah. Praise God. We are one spirit with the Lord. It's like Jesus praying himself in the flesh. Because God looked at us. He looks at that blood, hallelujah, that he shed. And he said, as presented all that I am, watch this. Up until this time, you, you've asked me not a single thing. Why? He was there presently with them. As presenting all that I am, big I, big I am. Now, but now ask and keep on asking and you shall receive. That don't mean you got to beg God. God, please do it. Please do it. Jesus, let me get now. He ain't said, he's saying, come as often as you want. Ask me for money every day. Ask me for daily bread. Ask me for healing. Whatever it is. What, just keep on asking. In other words, you can't wear me out, praise God. And you shall receive that your joy, gladness, delight may be full and complete. Glory be to God. This is so simple, but yet so profound. And yet there are Christians who are struggling with finances, home, and in this pandemic, and, and, and car payment, and, and rent, and all of this stuff, when all the time they have access to heaven by praying to the Father in the name of Jesus and all of his resources, as presenting all that Jesus is. It's time to believe the word of God. At some point, you'll have to believe the word of God. And that's how you pray effectively. I want you to look at this first statement then. So we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, then, guess what? You believe you receive. Hallelujah. I mean, <laughs> he said, Acts, that your joy might. He's not playing games. Jesus ain't lying. That's why he said, verily, verily. I'm not lying. Whatever you ask the Father, you go to that word, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ and I, Nazareth. I am a tither. I have seed in the ground. And I thank you, Father, that I'm asking in the name of Jesus for my $700 mortgage payment, for my Whatever it is, praise God, heal it in my body. Anything you said in your word, you act in Jesus' name. And then you believe, you receive. That's the key. It's so simple. Well, well, I don't see it yet. Well, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The only evidence you need is that scripture right there. I prayed to the Father in the name of Jesus. And by faith, the money's on the way. The answer's on the way. God is moving, saving my children. According to Acts 16, 31, I claim my household. See, at some point, the, the missing, the missing link to prayer is, is simply faith. Do you really believe when you pray? Did you believe you receive? Because the Father heard the name work, so there's not nothing short-ended on God. There's nothing short-ended on the Son of God. So where, 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 where's the fuse blown at? It's got to be in the ask. You're not really believing. Notice he said, pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Then believe you receive, praise God. Look at Mark eleven twenty four. Someone said, yeah, well, as soon as I see the money, I'll believe it. Soon as I feel better in my body. No, no, you're not, you're not believe. You didn't believe you received. You're not putting faith in the name of Jesus. Remember, when you spoke that name, it was presented all that he is. Hallelujah. Not your income, not your resources. 
Hallelujah. The Bible says, if my people which are called by my name. Well, we are the people of God and God, we've been given the name of Jesus. Power of attorney to use it. Hallelujah. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire when you pray. When, well, what do you desire? Healing? What do you desire? Children's salvation? What? My children's salvation? What, what do you desire when you pray? He says, when you pray, whatsoever thing, he says, when you pray, believe that you receive them when? When you see it, when you fit? No. When you pray. Why? It's not about you. It's about the Father and the name of Jesus working. That's why he kept saying, verily, verily, I ain't lying to you. So all the responsibility is on us, believing we receive. It's not a matter, did God hear and answer me? It's a matter, do you believe you receive? Because if you did, your, your jaw would be full. He said, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with the transmitter. You know, sometimes you turn on your television and Radio, and you might hear a bzzz on a channel, or you know, maybe direct TV, or maybe you have some type of cable and it's bad weather. And bzzz. Well, you don't call direct TV and say, Hey, y'all station blew up. Now, there's nothing wrong with the transmitter, they're putting out, it's something wrong on the receiving end. There's never nothing wrong with God hearing answer in the name of Jesus' word. It's something of your end. Do you really believe you receive? And if you do, you won't wait to feel nothing. You'll begin to declare, call those things that be not like they already were or they already existed. Amen. I believe, therefore, I have I spoken. I believe what I believe I received my healing last night when I pray. When? 10 o'clock. I'm healed. Yeah, you don't look here. Don't be moved by what you see. I believe I received. Thank God I believe I received my rent paid. When? Last night at 9 o'clock when I prayed. Well, you, I don't see no money. Well, don't be moved by what you see. The money is on the way. The name works. See, that's the fight of faith. How The name of Jesus works. I want you to look at this other statement. Jesus' name then represents to the Father all that Jesus is. That's why I put power of attorney. Jesus' name, <laughs> hallelujah, to the Father, represent, when you pray in the name of Jesus, all that Jesus is. Remember, he said, presented as all that I am. It's almost like power of attorney. It's almost like if you are a, a, a well-known, just say you were Bill Gates' son, a known billionaire, and you've been given power of attorney of Bill Gates' estate to use his name because you're a son and you're in his executive branch, praise God. Well, you can go anywhere in the world. Bill Gates don't have to be there. You just sign his name, and it's just like Bill Gates is there in the flesh. They will give you access to all of his wealth, access to all of his possessions. Why? You have power of attorney to use the name. Glory be to God. How, that's the last thing Jesus left with us. I'm going away, but in my, he gave us power of attorney. He said, you go and you preach and in my name. I won't be there. You won't ask me nothing because I won't be there. But what's up? You ask the Father in my name, presenting all that I am. Hallelujah. In other words, I am that I am. What is it that you need? I am whatever you need me to be. I'm your healer. I'm your deliverer. I'm your baptizer in the Holy Ghost. I'm your defense. I'm your attorney. I'm your I, I, whatever. My name is whatever you need. Praise God. As presenting all that I am. 
See, we've been looking at your poor. Ain't about you. You're covered in blood. You've been raised up and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus with the same name. And so you've been given power of attorney. That is so very important. Glory be to God. The early church, church understood that Paul and all of those brothers would, would preach in the name of Jesus, lay hands in the name of Jesus. Peter said, lay hands. Hallelujah. Sib and go. How about none? But in the name of Jesus. They understood power of attorney. Jesus wasn't there in the book of Acts. But they took that name and somehow the devil has deceived the church that that name don't work anymore. And little by little, we, we sing about the name, but we don't put faith in the name. If you're going to pray effectively, then what's up? You got to know that the name of Jesus, praise God, is the key to the treasure and the storehouse of heaven. He said, whatever you ask the Father in my name. So you have power of attorney, whether you use it or not. And then if you use it, you got to use it in faith. Hallelujah. In other words, let me say this before we read this scripture. There was some seven sons of Sceva over in the book of Acts who they didn't have a revelation of the name. Paul had it. And they was, Paul had been casting out devils in the name of Jesus. And so they, whoo, that looked like fun. And the Bible says they took upon themselves to bring a demon-possessed man and they used the name. They said, we adjure you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preached to come out. See, they were trying to use someone else's revelation of the name. They didn't have any faith in the name, but they seen Paul do it. And those devils said, well, wait a minute. Hold on for a minute. What did you say? He said, we had Julia in the name of Jesus whom Paul preached to come out. And them devils told, he told all them other demons, he said, lock, lock the door, come on in. Huh? He said, Paul, I know. Why? He had a revelation of the name. Jesus, I know. Of course, he knew know his name were. But who are you? And the Bible says that those demons, they, 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 they whipped and stripped those guys and they fled wounded and naked. Why? They didn't have a revelation of the name. Hallelujah. You got to know you have a right to use the name. Look at uh, St. John's Gospel 16, 23. We just read this. And then when that time has come, you will ask nothing of me. You will need to ask me no questions. I will assure you, most solemnly, I tell you that my Father will grant you whatever you ask in my name. And here it is, as presenting all that I am. That's power of attorney. That's when the person's not even there in the flesh, but he have blood or covenant right to use that name. Hallelujah. And all the resources, all the money, the same reaction, the same results that Jesus would have got in the flesh. When you understand you have power of attorney, he said it's presented all that Jesus is. And this is where the church is going to have to wake up and get a revelation in prayer, particularly if you're going to pray effectively in the name of Jesus. Look at Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. Amen. See, there are people who play church. They sing about the name, talk about the name, but they don't put faith in the name. Hallelujah. I take the name of Jesus serious. Amen. When people come up, they want me to pray for them, and I lay hands on them in the name of Jesus. As far as I'm concerned, you're healed. When I lay hands, I, well, do you feel that? I don't want to ask you how you feel. Ain't no next three to six weeks you'll go. Nope. The name of Jesus work, and that's, that's faith in the name, is determined by your actions and your words after you speak it. 
I'm not going to go back and lay hands on that person again. They got healed. The name worked. The father heard the prayer. Hallelujah. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with the transmitter ever. It's always on the receiving end. You're tuned in to the wrong channel. And so that's why I'm teaching on how to pray effectively to introduce the power of the name of Jesus back to the church because it was the key to the early church why they went from house to house and why they were so successful. The Bible says they didn't like anything. The Bible talks about that, that, that no man joined himself to this body. And because they was going house to house, breaking the bread, continuing in the doctrines of the disciples, and that doctrine was faith in the name of Jesus. They understood the power of prayer. It started on the day of Pentecost when Jesus told him, you go to Jerusalem and you wait until you're being endured with power on high. And when the dead Pentecost came in Acts 2, it hit the church, praise God. And the power of God filled that room. The Bible says God filled the house, his presence filled the house, and God went in him. And when the Holy Ghost went in him, immediately they hit the streets and began to turn the world upside down. And somehow religion has diluted the power of the name till we don't even want to pray because it might not work. No wonder Jesus had to say, I'm not lying, verily, verily, because of unbelievers. So your unbelief is what's stopping you from getting results. You got to pray in faith. Things you desire when you pray, you believe you receive it in the name of Jesus. And then your actions and your words after you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus determine whether you really believe it or not, because I'm not going to bring it back up anymore as far as I'm concerned. I received my healing last night. My money is coming in. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk. And put my corresponding actions with my faith, which means my words also. Matthew 6. Look at verse 8 through 10. Be ye not therefore like unto your like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you act, before you go any further. I have just heard someone say, well, if you already know what I have need of before I ask, why do I have to ask? Because you have not, because you act not. Hallelujah, yeah. Just cause your father, yeah, there are a lot of people. He know the whole world need, have need of a lot of things. So do a lot of people in the body of Christ. But he set up the prayer system that you have not because you act not. You ask the father in Jesus' name, he will give it you. He says, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, very important. Watch this statement. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, I'm going, that was the, that was the, uh, the uh, King James. Now, I'm getting ready to read what the Amplified says, praise God. The Amplified says this. It says, do not be like unto them, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you need what you need before you ask him. Pray ye therefore like this, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Wow, see, that it's really talking about the name of Jesus, praise God. Your name. Because the name is the key, praise God. We talk to the Father in the name of Jesus. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth. So how do the kingdom of God come from heaven to earth? And how does the will of God be transferred from heaven to earth? Through prayer. He just told you. 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He just told you right there. Well, there's no layoffs in heaven. Amen. There's no unemployment in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no tsunamis or storms or hurricanes in heaven. So you know the will of God for the earth. Just look, just look at heaven. There's no coronavirus, people dying by the thousands in heaven. Hallelujah. So it's not the will of God that they die here on earth. Now, there are people who don't know that the will of God, there are people who don't know us, they don't know that it's God's will for them. And that's where you and I come. That's why we've got to pray to bring the will of God that is, that, that's, that's in heaven that will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. No one is broke in heaven. Hallelujah. Well, it's, 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 it's not God's will for you to be broke and living from paycheck to paycheck. Well, why won't he do anything? No, he's already done something. Why won't you pray? Remember, prayer is what connects the kingdom of God or heaven to earth. You stand in between that. If my people, which are called by my nation, humble themselves and pray. Did you catch that? God does nothing itself. We first pray in the earth because men have authority here. Hallelujah. So even though it's God's will for you to be healed, God's will for you to be prosperous, God's will for your bills to be paid, if you sit there and you don't pray, then hallelujah, then, then, then don't blame God because prayer is what connects you and I with the resources of heaven. Amen. Look at here. Prayer is then how we bring God's kingdom, his will. From heaven to earth. And that's what they was doing in the book of Acts. They'd be walking along. Jesus, we can use his life. And he would see that people were hungry and, and thirsty. And they didn't have any food. He would say, wait a minute. No one is starving in heaven. And they said, well, we got us two fish and five loaves. What is this among so many? Give it to me. And he blessed it and began to multiply. And abundance came. The Bible says he fed 15,000 people with two, two, loaves, uh, two fish and five loaves of bread. Well, what's happening? He's bringing the will of God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. There was a leprosy dying. A leper, rather dying with leprosy in, in his bones and stuff. And cried out, thy son of day, have mercy. I want to be healed. And he laid hands on the leper. Glory be. And he was restored whole. Look at him, bringing the will of God from heaven down to the earth. Are you listening to me? It's always God's will to heal. Hallelujah. And everything he did, there was a woman taking the very act of adultery. And the Bible says the religious folks said, stone and kill her. Moses said, so what do you say, Jesus? He did it without sin. Let him cast the first stone. They all was convicted, left. Where's thine accusers? Huh? He said, neither do I accuse thee. You just found out the will of God. He came to forgive. So you can see there's forgiveness. There's healing. There's abundance in heaven. And then when Jesus went away, he said, now y'all, as my church, will take my place. It's up to you to bring the kingdom of God to earth. That's why when Jesus would heal someone, or deliver, he would say, the kingdom has come to you today. But if the church sit inactive, don't pray, don't release their faith, then nothing happens except we first pray. In the name of Jesus, praise God. Hallelujah. So Jesus is teaching us a lot here. Thy will be done on earth. God wants you, look at this statement, to have days of heaven 
on earth. Some people think it's just got to be so bad down here. Oh, we're just trudging through the cold of the day. Lord, if I just had some potted meat and crackers and some sour meat, I'll be great. Lord, I don't want much. It's hot. Just give me a little log cat, cabin over here out in the wood. Lord Jesus. Well, wait a minute. Are they living and eating like that in heaven? I, don't, I ain't heard about no potted meat, but I don't want none. You got to go there. Hallelujah. Well, no, wait a minute. And they're putting off their heaven to when they get to heaven. Lord, when I get over yonder, where Job declared, oh, Lord, the wicked shall see some trouble. I ain't going to have no more pain no more. You don't have to have no pain now. He bore your pains and carried your sickness. Lord, when I get over yonder, Lord, I, I want to thank you. I ain't going to have no light bill. Oh, my God. You can't pay your light bill now? Lord, I'll pay your light bill. Write me. I'll pay it. That's the only reason you won't go to heaven because you won't have no light bill. Well, I'm trying to say there are people putting off their heaven, their victory, their healing, their deliverance to one of these days when we get over yonder in the sweet by and by. What about the rotten here and now? God wants your children to be healed now. David said, I would have fainted unless I bleed to see the goodness of the Lord now here in the land of the living, not when I die and go to heaven. So we are to bring the kingdom of God, healing, deliverance, abundance, hallelujah, to the earth through prayer. We are the connector between heaven and earth. Jesus is not here anymore, but we have his name and have power of attorney to use it, praise God. And so God says he wants you and I to have days of heaven right here on earth. In other words, good days. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 21. Watch this. That your days may be multiplied. God wants you to live long. And that the days of your children, you and your children live long. In the land which the Lord swear unto his fathers to give them as days of heaven upon the earth. Days of heaven. That's Old Testament talk. God wanted them to have some heaven before Jesus ever, praise God, went to the cross, was crucified, and raised from the dead, and we have authority now. That's back in the Old Testament. God was talking to Moses. He said, I'm making you a covenant. I want you to have some good days right here of heaven upon the earth. I want you to live in a land that's more than enough, flowing with milk and honey. I want you to have abundance. I want manna to be falling from heaven. I want, praise God, that you, you live good and that you walk good and that you walk in covenant. That's Old Testament. Huh? And he said, days of heaven upon the earth. So how do you do it? Through prayer. Amen. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Jesus said, pray this way. Bring the kingdom. Bring healing down. Bring deliverance. But if we don't pray, nothing happens. Jesus is not here. We are the church. The authority has been given to you and I. And he said, I'm going to leave my name with you, which is the access to heaven, praise God. And whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, look at St. John's Gospel. Uh, 1 John, rather, chapter 5. 1 John, chapter 5. 1 John, little John, chapter 5. Then we're going to look at verse 14 and 15. We're talking about how to pray effectively, people. It's not that God doesn't hear, hear and answer prayer. It's that we, we just had no one has taught on prayer. 
and how to release faith in prayer, and you have not because you ask not. Amen. And Satan is trying to hide these truths from the church and from the body of Christ, and that's why I'm here to bring the eyes of your understanding that they might be enlightened, that you may know the hope of his calling and what your inheritance is among all the saints in light. Now look at little John. I want you to look at chapter 5. Very powerful scripture. Look at verse 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him. I just want to stop right there because a lot of times the reason we don't receive in prayer because our our faith is misplaced. We got faith in, in our 401k and faith in this doctor and faith in the lawyer. And I'm not, trying to tell you, I'm not trying to tell you that you shouldn't trust. I'm trying to say that your confidence got to be in him. It's talking about God. This is the confidence that we have in him. Ooh, God the Father. Watch this. That if we ask anything according to his will, which, by the way, is his word. You don't have to wonder what the will of God is. He said he hears us. And when you act anything according to his will, which is his word, he hears us. You ever heard of a last will in Testament? The last will in Testament of Ronald Diggs just say, if I left a will and I said to my wife, I bequeath my cars, my house, and all of my possessions. To my son, I bequeath all my clothes, all of, you know, what am I doing? I'm writing down my will on paper. God forbid, because I plan on being here alive when Jesus comes, that I would die. I'm not here anymore that I left my will, which is my word. And then they get out and they read the will. And it's just like I'm standing there in the flesh. Praise God. God's word is his will. The will of God is not no mystery. Someone say, well, you never know what God might do. I always know what God's going to do. He's going to do what he said. Read the will. That's why people don't pray effectively because they don't know what God said in the word. And my people perish for what they do not know. So here he says here, praise God. If you, this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, which is his word, he hears us. Then it gets even stronger because you go from believing to knowing. And if we know that he hears, you got to know you, that you, God heard you when you prayed in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever we ask, which was according to his word, which is his will, we know, not hope, I sure feel like, or I, I'm, 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 I'm wishing, no. We know that we have the petition that we desire him. Oh, my God. You go from believing to knowing. Why? Because I prayed to the Father in the name of Jesus. We're talking about praying effectively. And, and, the, and the reason a lot of people don't have a lot of confidence is because they have no knowledge of God's word. God's word is what builds your confidence. When you know what God says, then you can pray his will. And the more you read the word of God, the more you know and understand the, the, the word of God. But that's why a lot of people have weak prayer lives because they don't know word and so no faith and not, not understanding the will. Huh? There was a, I think it's over in Mark, the uh, ninth chapter, there was a, a leper who said, Lord, I, I know you can make me clean, but will you? Notice faith stops, stops when there's a question mark. He wasn't sure. He said, I know you can, but will you? 
Jesus said, I will be thy healed. Once he said, I will, then the question mark was erased and healing was manifested to that leper. You can't believe for something you don't know. And that's why you need to read the word of God. People want powerful prayer lives, but they don't spend any time in the word. Amen. So we're talking about how to pray effectively. Praise God. So I want you to look at this in the Amplified, which is, whoo, you're talking about powerful. Oh, my God. This is the confidence, mm, the assurance, the privilege of boldness that we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any requests according to his will, which is his word. Amen. In agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. And if we are sure, <laughs> since we are positively sure, I like that. And if since we are positively, we know that he listens to us, whatsoever we act, we know with settled, absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possession the request made of him. Look at that. That we have granted us as our present possession. As our, that's the key. When I pray to the Father, whatsoever he asks the Father in Jesus' name, he'll give it you. Things that you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. When? As my present possession. As far as I'm concerned, last night when I prayed according to 1 Peter 2, 24, and believed I received my healing, I have it now as my present possession. Amen? Whenever you, things you desire, when you pray, Mark 11, 24, believe you receive it. And when? As your present possession, when you pray. So you know what? Last night I prayed and rebuked the devil according to Acts 16, 31, told him to take his hands off my children, and I claimed their salvation. I believe I received my son, daughter into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Great should be the peace of my children. Isaiah 54, 13, they're going to do the will of God. Now they might be just acting all hellish, disobedient, but I believe I received as my present possession last night. Hallelujah. So their action is not disturbing me because I believe that I receive. It's just a matter of time for their salvation manifest. But I'm not going to go back and ask God again. Why? Because that's the confidence I have when I act, believe that I receive the salvation of my children, the, the, the money that I needed for rent or whatever it was. I have it as my present possession. You got to see yourself with it before you have it. How? By faith. The money's in the bank by faith. I have the job. I believe I receive it in the name of Jesus. He said, whatsoever I ask according to his will. Well, it's God's will that I prosper. God has pledged in my prosperity. So I believe I receive. But we want to wait till we see it as our present possession. No, when you pray, you believe it was granted. That's the key is our present possession. You take hold of it. Why? Because God cannot lie. And when I prayed last night or last week, whatever, I like to put dates down on the calendar when I pray. Because when the devil said, hey, what you going to do about this? I go back and say, no, no, I prayed last week. There it is right there. I believe I received last Wednesday night at, at 8, 8, 8 p.m. Hallelujah. As far as I'm concerned, I got it as my present possession. That's called fighting the fight of faith. That's called walking and letting faith and patience you inheriting the promises of God. Now, I want you to uh, look at this statement that goes along with this. 
So then God's word and his will are the same because I, I, I spent a little time on that because I hear so many people. Well, I don't know if it's God's will for for that my cousin be saved. God is not willing that any should perish all be saved. I don't know if it's God's will to heal everybody. God says that Jesus healed them all. See, the reason you don't know the will because you're not spending no time in the word. Hallelujah. And wouldn't it be sad that someone have left you a will and you've inherited healing, finances, abundance, oil wells and all this, but you don't show up for the reading of the will and then you're perishing for what you don't know. You're struggling when all the time you're like Mephibosheth, you should be at the king's table, but you're down there in Lodabar, living below the bar because you don't know your covenant because you don't know what's in the word. Amen. And when you pray, you pray from a position of a son and a daughter of God talking. That's why he said, our father, which art in heaven. And then God wants you to get even more personal. He's not just your father. The Bible says you've not received a spirit of bondage again to fear, but a spirit that cries, Abba, Daddy. That's my daddy. That's even more personal. Daddy wants you to have the money. Daddy wants to give you, praise God, ice cream. Daddy wants you to have everything you want. But if you don't know all of that, that's why your prayer life is weak. Because you don't understand God's will and his word are the same. And if you want to know the will of God, read the word of God. If you want to get strong, the word will change your will. I'll share something with you here in a minute. But I want you to look at this other statement. So then I don't pray trying to get the answer. I go to the word, which is the answer. And I start with the answer. You understand what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I, 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 I believe that I receive. I go and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm a tither. And you said, what's up, Acts? In Jesus' name, you would give it me. So in the name of Jesus, I believe I receive X amount of dollars, rent, mortgage payment, whatever, in Jesus' name. I start with that according to, we can just use St. John 16, 23. What's up, you ask the Father in Jesus' name? I believe I receive, I ask in Jesus' name. Father, you said in 1 Peter 2, 24, by your stripes I was healed. So I, I start and I go to God with the answer and say, I rebuke this pain and by faith I believe I receive my healing. See, a lot of people, well, I'm going to pray and we're going to find, I don't know if it's, well, let's just see what, what, what God might say. You know, sometimes God say yes, sometimes God say no, and sometimes he say maybe let no. All the promises God are yet in him, yes and amen. God says yes to everything he said. See, you got to get some confidence in the word of God. So listen, listen to this statement. Always start your prayer with the answer. Go to the word. Get the answer to cover your child, cover the healing for your body, cover your finances. You start. You go get the scripture and you start with the answer. Amen. From God's word. Hallelujah. So I already had the answer. So I'm not praying, trying to find out is God going to say yes or no. I start, I'm reminding God what he said. You remember back in the book of Isaiah? Put me in remembrance, saith the Lord. Well, does God have amnesia? No, God don't have amnesia. He's trying to get you to remind yourself about what he said. I said it, I'll do it. Always start your prayer with the answer from the word of God. Now see, that's the problem. If you don't know the word of God, how are you going to start out with the answer? That's why you left in the dark. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You, how are you going to have faith in your prayer life and you don't even know what the answer is to your children, 
to your bills, to the problems, to the sickness and disease. Go to God's word. Read the word of God. You find it. Oh, glory be to God. There it is. Praise God. Hallelujah. There it is. My children right there. Acts 16, 31. Lord, I thank you. You'll save me in my house. Hallelujah. There it is right there. Praise God. Isaiah 53. Ooh, surely he had borne our grease and carried our sorrow. And with his stripes, I'm here. Woo, already here. So, Father, in the name of Jesus. I, see, I'm starting with the answer. I'm already in confidence. That's why he said this is the confidence. I'm not trying to get confidence. I'm going to God with confidence in what he's already said. We're talking about praying effectively. Look at Matthew 21, verse 22. And whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, having faith. Well, you can't have faith without having the word. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How are you going to have faith in something you don't know what God said? Huh? Someone said, well, you know, I'm just trusting Pastor Diggs to pay my rent this month. I'm just believing he's going to pay my rent this month. Well, I, I, my question is, did Pastor Diggs say he's going to pay your rent? Because you can't have faith in something if you don't know what I said. You better go find out what Pastor Diggs said. That's why he said, having faith in what God has already said, really believing, you will receive. Now, there's just too many scriptures for the church to keep making excuses about unanswered prayer. As I said from the very beginning, there's nothing wrong with the transmitter. Anytime your television, anytime your, your satellite or your, 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 your cable or whatever you got is not working, it's not because the station done blew up. It's not because somewhere direct TV been bombed. It's not because this network, uh, someone, you know, blew it up. There's something between the transmitter and the receiving end. And it's always, it's never God. I like that. Whatsoever you shall act in prayer, having faith, having the word God you said by your stripes I will heal. And I got faith in that. And I put confidence and this is the confidence I have in you. If I ask anything, I believe I receive according to your will, praise God. And I have it now as my present possession, praise God. Really believing that's the problem. Do you really believe it? You shall receive. Woo. Glory be to God. That's, that's pretty. And these are the words of Jesus. Verily, verily. I'm not lying. <laughs> Glory be to God. Look at St. John's Gospel, chapter 15. I want to take this a step further. So a confident prayer life comes from knowing God's word. You Can't you see? Which is his will. That's why a lot of people don't have confidence when they pray. They don't never read the Bible. All they do is watch TV. Amen. Soap operas, fables, watch wrestling on Saturday. And I'm not knocking none of that, but they don't, they don't get no word. And so they don't have any faith. So then when adversity hit their life or their body, their finances, they, they don't re they're not really sure they can have confidence. They got a lot of confidence in, 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 in television because they've been watching, you know, uh, George Jefferson and reruns all week. So I guess when you get sick, call Wheezy. Because that's about all the faith you're going to have. I mean, you know, why? Because you're not putting the word in you. So a confident prayer life comes from spending time in the word of God, which is the will of God. Now, look at look at St. John's Gospel. Bring it out. So very. And I'm not knocking TV. I like all the road, uh, you know, all them shows. I love Andy Griffin, Bonnie. I like the trip. But I, there's time you turn off TV land and you get in the word of God. Why? I got to keep my faith build up. So if I need to pray, I'm already full of faith. I already got the answer in me. So I don't want you to get out of balance. Amen. 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And so all them other things, just put them, let them be added to your life. But you put the word of God first. Now, look at here at St. John's Gospel, chapter 15. This is, this is, man, this is, this is good stuff. Hopefully you're getting something. And your prayer and your faith is building and you're going to pick back up your prayer life and know now how to pray effectively. You have St. John? Okay, then. Chapter 15, look at verse 7. Look what Jesus said. I'm glad Jesus is saying all of this. Chapter 15, verse 7, the words of Jesus. If you abide in me and let my words, plural, abide in you. Mm-mm-mm. You shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. If you abide, that means settle down, live. That don't mean just every now and then I, I, I go get the Bible, you know, once a week, every, every now and then my soul go, you know, I pick it. No, abide means a lifestyle. That's why I say he that abides in the temple. That means you live as a lifestyle. In me and let my words abide where in you. Thy word have a hid in our heart. He said, ye shall ask what ye will. Well, why, why, why will it shall be done? Because now it's not your will, it's his will. Because your will and God's will is one. The word of God is the will of God. You ask it according to his will. And it's his will that I prosper and be in health. It's his will that I be healed, praise God. So now my will, my willpower has been strengthened that I'm not going to let, I don't care what I feel in my body because I have strengthened, praise God, my faith because it's not God's will and my will. Our will is one because we are both on the word of God. Whatsoever you ask, he said, and let my words abide. Then ask what you will because you're asking the same thing that is according to his word. See, that's the whole thing. Anytime you want to receive from God, you got your flesh trying to take you one way. Fear, doubt, unbelief will, will, will feel you're not here. Well, where's the money at? I mean, how are you going to pay this? And you prayed and then your spirit want to go this way. And that's why Jesus said, pray that you're in and out of the temptation. Now, listen to this. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So, so what is what? When you, when you bring your flesh and your mind and emotions in line with the word of God and tell your mind to shut up, hallelujah, we're healed regardless of what we feel. We are blessed. There's money in the bank. We prayed in the name of Jesus and finances is on the way. This pandemic or nothing else is going to take us out. We'll succeed, hallelujah. What's happening? Now your will has been strengthened because your will and God's will is one. Huh? And this is why Jesus was always aware of that the enemy was trying to pull him away from the word of God. People don't realize in the God of Gethsemane, that's what it was all about. It was about God's will versus the devil will or the will of his flesh. Because he said, if there's any other way, man, he was feeling the pain. He didn't want to, the suffering, the curse of the law, the, the spear in the side, all the crucifixion waiting on him in the garden of Gethsemane. Satan was trying to kill him. He said, this, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. And, and even under death, this thing is, it's almost kills me. And Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. And, and notice that that's the enemy trying to pull him out of the will of God, which was the word of God. But he called him and said, said but not my will, but your will be done. If you shall abide in me, and let my words, which is my will, abide in you. Glory be to God. You shall ask what you will because now our will is one. 
and it shall be done. Because I said it first. That is the key. I want you to look at this from the Amplified also because it's pretty powerful. Let me see. Let me see, though. We're going to. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want you to look at this in Amplified. Amplified says this. If you live, see, abide, vitally united. That's so very important. When something is vital, it's not an option. It's a necessity. Well, you know, every now and then I get in the word. No, I get in this word every day because it's vital. That's the problem. It's not vital to you yet. You wait until something bad happens, then you want to run to God. But when it's vital, even when things are good, hallelujah, you, you, you got to have it. I got to have time with God, time with the word. He said, if you stay vitally united to me and my words remain in you and continue to live in your heart. See, the word of God, which is the will of God, it's in your heart. Hallelujah. He says, ask whatever you will. But why? You're asking from your heart. It's my word. I said it. I'll do it. And it shall be done unto you. And notice this. This is how God gets glory out of our life. Answer prayer. People watch your life and you want your life to be fruitful. You got to have a fruitful prayer life and have to have a fruitful natural life in the natural. People look at our ministry and things we've done, the church and how we've accomplished all this and we're streaming. It's because prayer has been the foundation to this ministry, knowing how to pray. And I'm trying to teach you some of the same effective praying that, hallelujah, has caused this ministry to be a success over the years. You can't teach somebody something you don't know. And whenever you bear produce much fruit, people look at all what God has done. It ain't about you. Notice my father is honored and glory. It's to glorify God and to bring glory to him. And you show and prove yourself to be a true follower, a disciple of mine. It just said that you have a disciplined life, a disciplined prayer life. If you have a, a, a private, uh, a strong private prayer life, praise God, then you're going to be powerful publicly. There are a lot of people who want to be powerful in the pulpit, but they never pray because they don't see God as vital. Hallelujah, praise God. I want you to look at this statement. God's word then must become vitally important in your life. Every day I get in the word of God. I have CDs in my car, in my home. I have Bibles all over the place in every room. Me and my wife, we pray. We have DVDs every day. I'm not waiting to nothing bad happen. This is not something I just do uh, every now and then. That's why even though the pandemic has been here, we haven't been physically coming to church. Hey, whether I come to church or not, that ain't the only time I get in the Word. It's in my car. It's in my room. It's vital. Hallelujah. Just like food is vital. Job put it this way. I've esteemed the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. Your physical body feeds off the of physical food and produce a physical force called strength. If you don't eat, eventually you will get weak while you're not feeding your body. Jesus said in St. John 6, 63, my words are spirit and they are life. So your spirit man have to feed on spiritual food and produce a physical force called faith. Hallelujah. And you can't survive just on physical food alone. Amen. And even in the natural, if you didn't do it, you will eventually become weak and die. Well, what you think about your spirit, man? That's why the word must become vital. The word of God must become vitally important in your life. Time in it every day. Give us this day, Lord, my daily bread. I mean, there's two point, what, 24 hours in a day? You should give God a tidy time. Give him at least two hours. Praise God. Matthew 4, 4. Jesus understood this. 
He replied, it has been written, man should not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone. Now listen to what he's saying. But by every word that comes forth out of the mouth of God, he's saying you can't live without, you can't be upheld and sustained by just bread. Matter of fact, he said that won't do it. He said he did tell you what will uphold you and sustain you. Every word that came out of the mouth of God. That's why Jesus said if you abide in me, let my words abide in you. But most people wait until they get in financial trouble, wait until some type of sickness, cancer hit their body, wait until something bad happened to their children, then they want to pray. They don't, they don't abide. The word of God is not a lifestyle because they don't see it violent. Ain't no need to go to the word today. Why? I got money in my pocket. Ain't nothing bad happen. No, let me tell you something. The word of God must be a lifestyle. And over the years, that's why I feed on the word of God. God told me years ago, he says, always minister out of the overflow. Have enough word in your spirit to feed other people, your congregation, and yet have enough word to cover, praise God, faith for your children, for your wife and home and finances, and have enough faith for all the requirements and the finances of the ministry. I cannot be less diligent. I got to be more diligent because I can't live by bread alone. What's going to uphold and sustain me? What's been keeping me going for 44 years? Well, it ain't just been Burger King. It's been the word of the living God. There ain't nothing wrong with Burger King. Ain't nothing wrong with church's chicken. But if that's all you're doing and you're not feeding your spirit on the word of God, no wonder you got to weep prayer life. Because Jesus said we're going to be sustained and upheld by every word. That has come out of the mouth of God. So the more words you get, the more your will is determined. And the strong becomes strong on God's word. Look at Psalm 66. Got to bring a little balance to this as I start winding down. Because you just say, man, I'm just praying and God just do anything, anything. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you got faith and you stay full of the word. But there are some laws that you don't want to violate. That's why I got to. Preach to you about Psalm 66. Look at verse 18 through 20. Psalm 66. He said, if I regard iniquity in my heart. Mm -mm -mm, that's why you got to have a pure heart. Hallelujah. You can't have any mixture. You can't have unforgiveness. You stripe down in there. Jesus said, when you do that, faith would not work in an unforgiving heart. He said, the Lord will not hear me. Uh-oh. So you mean to tell me if you got stubborn sin and a hard heart? He said, yeah, God will not hear me. So it's not. There you go about nothing is wrong with the, with the transmitter, but something is wrong with the, the, the receiver. Well, why ain't God did this? Why ain't God did this? If you look like it, the first thing I'm doing is check my heart. Make sure it's my heart pure. Am I offended? Am I mad at the pastor? Am I mad at someone in church? Am I, am I, did I just, you know, just... You know, me and my wife or whatever. I mean, the first thing I go is look at relational stuff. Because that's the trap of the enemy, unforgiveness. He said that Paul said, we're, we're not, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. And he used unforgiveness to stop our prayer life. He said, look at it again. Verse 18, if I got iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily, God has heard me and has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which has not turned away my prayer. 
nor his mercy from me. You can see then that faith will not work in an unforgiving heart. Jesus said, speak to the mountain, believe, praise God. Those things which you said shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you, you said. But he also went on to say things that you desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And still teaching on prayer and faith. The next verse, verse 25 says, And when you stand praying, forgive if you have all against any, so that your Father which is in heaven may, not for, may forgive you. But if you don't, it hinders prayer. See, it ain't that God <laughs> don't want to get you to answer. You're blocking him. Your spirit has become clogged with hatred, pain, anger, unforgiveness. And I want you to look at this statement here then. This next statement that I want to make here is, Unforgiveness will block your prayer. I got to bring this in. I don't want you to just jump in high. I can just pray and live any type of way and cuss out whoever I want to. And I ain't stood and brother so and so. And I ain't speaking to nope. Nope, 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 nope. Faith, work it by love. You can't have faith in a God and in your prayer life if you're not letting the love of God flow through you. So unforgiveness then will block your prayer. Do not fall into the trap of offense. Notice he said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. So notice this is a trap because people get emotional. They get mad. And you know I taught on emotions. What are emotions? Feelings on the inside caused by pain or pleasure. Leading you in another direction. I've seen people get offended at someone. I just lead the church. They're making emotional decisions. It's a trap. I've seen people who make, they get hot. They make emotional decisions. I'm not speaking to someone, so I don't need them. And then it's a trap. Satan is moving you out of the will of God. And notice here, Ephesians 4, verse 26 and 27. Be angry. Now watch this. He's not giving what he's saying. Anger is a natural emotion. Ain't nothing wrong with getting angry. Hallelujah. There's something called righteous anger. But it is if it's going to cause you to sin. Don't let it cause you to sin. That's what the Amplified said. Be ye angry. It's an emotion. Jesus got angry, but he didn't cause him to sin. It was a righteous and he got angry at those that was, that was selling in the temple and turned over the money table, but he didn't sin. Don't let your emotions, praise God, cause you to sin. That's what he's saying. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Watch this. God gives you time. We're going to all get angry. But God says, I'm going to give you at least evening time. Get this thing together. Neither give place to the devil. That's how you just gave place to him. That's why I called it a trap. It stops your prayer life. It stops your faith because you're angry. You're in unforgiveness. And, and you, you can pray all you want. But he said here, if I regard, hold on to iniquity. Iniquity means stubborn sin. It's something God been talking to you about. Let it go. Forgive them. Let me. He said, no, no. I might forgive. I ain't going to forgive. Well, it's stopping your prayer life. It's hindering your faith. It's like you drinking poison expecting them to die. So you must live a life of love and a life free from offense because he says that you will give place to the devil. If you hold on to that anger, he said, you know, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. In other words, get yourself together. Get your, get, let it go. Repent. Says, Father, I missed it. Why? Because your prayer life is way more important than being right or wrong in your marriage or right or wrong with the brother and sister. It's not about who's right or wrong. It's keeping the devil out. Praise God. If you come home and you got 15 diamondback rattlesnakes in your living room, you don't start talking about you left the dope. And now you left the dope. And now you left the devil. The devil got your bow arguing about who left the dope and the snake going to bite both of you. 
Because you're about right or wrong instead of get the devil out. And, and let's get our prayer life back, praise God. Let's get back where, where our prayer life is working. And whatever it is in our heart, forgive if you have all against any. That my Father, which in heaven, may forgive you. So I want to say this as I get ready to close. You're going to have to just start making time for God. Now, there's been a pandemic, and we got time, and I know it's a lot going on, and, and, and a lot of adjustments, and kids home, and school, and what's going to happen, and jobs, and finances, and, and we got to do this, and we're streaming, and social distancing, or <clears throat> physical distancing, and, and you got an inconvenience of, of driving through to get stuff, can't sit in restaurants, can't go here, can't, I know I like, but you're going to have to find time, make time to spend with God, Matthew 6, 6, amen, I, I made a statement early, if you want to be powerful publicly, whether you're a minister, whatever, you're in the pulpit, then you're going to have to be prayerful privately. In other words, you're going to have to have a prayer life. And you have to find time. I mean, all of our flesh likes to eat, drink, and just, you know, and just watch TV and this. You're going to have to pull away from all of that and spend time with God. And do what Matthew 6, verse 6 says as we close. Matthew's Gospel 6, verse 6 says this. It says, but when you pray, not if you pray, when, you should have a lifestyle of prayer. We're talking about praying effectively. How to. He said, enter into your closet. And when you shut the door, pray to the Father, which is in secret, and the Father who see you in secret, notice, shall reward thee openly. In other words, there'll be open rewards to the time with God that you spent, the prayers you pray, you'll see your finances change. You'll see your children change. It, you did it privately, but your, what God does, the answer is going to be open rewards. But notice, he said, enter into that closet. Now, uh, you know, I've, yeah, you know, I kid a lot of times. And, and yeah, I know some of your closets, there's so much junk in there, you can't get in there anyhow. But what he's basically saying is get in your private place. Get in a place, uh, tune out the world. What, wherever that is. Now, if, if it is in your closet, I know for me, it's in my, it's in our, uh, in, a, in, a, in our uh, uh, um, movie room. I like to go in there and uh, because it's dark in there and I, I let back the seat and I, I'll pray. It's a great place and my mind get quieted and, and it's a great place to fellowship and talk with God, praise God, in the, in the, in the theater room. Now, that's, that's for me. That's how I shut the world out. Uh, that can be going, you know, out in your backyard or walking through the woods. That's what he's saying. And he said, your father will see it in secret. He'll meet you in prayer. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He'll meet you in prayer. When the man pray and an unknown tongue, he speak not unto God. He speak not unto men, but unto God. How be it? He speak divine secrets. He'll meet you in prayer. We ain't even got into prayer in the spirit. Man, that's how I build myself up. For these messages to preach to other people. If I'm going to be powerful publicly, then I've got to be committed and prayerful privately. So I've got to have a secret place. I've got to turn off the television time. I've got to turn off ESPN. I've got to quit talking to the children. Get before God and refill. This was the key to Jesus' ministry. He would preach all day, praise God. And in the nighttime, he would go into the mountains and pray to his father. 
And he would spend time with God fellowshipping, building himself up and come down, hallelujah, on the Sermon of the Mount and heal the sick and raise the dead and heal lepers and unstop deaf ears and he'll go back to his father. You got to make time. If you don't make time to pray, then the enemy will see there's always something to do. Look at this in Amplified as we quote. But when you pray, not if, start getting a prayer lot. Go into your most private room. Close the door. What that mean? Shut. That just don't mean the physical door. It means shut your mind off from bills, problems, children, family. I call it brain noise. All of this. So what you going to do about that? Tomorrow you got to do it. It's okay to do that. But you got to shut that down. Close the door. Pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who see you in secret. See, God will meet you in prayer. Hallelujah. It's impossible to get in God's presence and stay depressed, stay sad. When, you, when his, his presence, hallelujah, in his presence is fullness of joy. He'll meet you there and he'll see you in secret and will reward you openly. There will come a day, the thing you prayed about the church, the thing you prayed about your house, your family, not only will you see it, everyone else will see open rewards. That's why I don't want you to get weary in well-doing. Even during this pandemic, and all the inconveniences that is brought with it. We need to spend more time with God in prayer. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the Bible says there come a day. Open rewards. I remember people always laughed at me. And then all of a sudden we got a little better. We moved on Green Street. Hallelujah. And God gave us that church. And then God gave us, you know, some land here. And one building went up. Two buildings. And people quit loving it. like, well, what, what is he doing over there? It's been spending time in prayer. And you just see my open rewards. Hallelujah. And it's not to glorify you. It's to glorify the Father. Amen. So I want you to know, and hopefully this message has helped you know how to pray effectively. As we said before, we started to my members and partners and covenant friends. Man, we're missing y'all guys. I love you. If I could kiss everybody, I'm kissing you at home right now, hugging all of your little, somebody, one of our members I went to see, they call them virtual hugs. Let me give you a virtual hug. Y'all feel that? Hallelujah. Well, the day going to come, we're going to come back together. But until then, I want you to know you can pray and bring the power of God, the will of God down on your home and your family. I spend time teaching you this, praise God. Remember the church is still functional. We are out here every week. Praise God from uh, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 3.30 uh, uh, in the afternoon, p.m. We're here to minister to you, pray with you. Uh, be listening for my automated call. We'll let you know about any changes that's coming up as far as, uh, you know, us coming back in the congregation. And we will uh, keep you instructed. And if you haven't, you're not getting that phone call then call the church and leave your number so that you get on an automated call that I sent out. Because I love you, me and Joyce. We pray for you. We believe God keep you well, keep you safe, you and your family healthy. Praise God. Until Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And remember to take advantage of the 9 to 10 TV broadcast, CW20, Channel 3, Channel 20. Well, until then, we love you and God bless you. And I trust that your prayer life will be most effective now. Amen.